Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions i'm so excited to have another guest with me on the podcast today who is joelle yay welcome joelle (laughs) (laughs) hi thank you so much for having me (laughs) no worries so i guess just to get a give a bit more context I met Joelle through Instagram so I haven't actually met you in person obviously with COVID and everything but um as soon as I saw her page I was like who is this like woman like I want to like learn from her be like her and um because I'm, I'm, I'll let Joelle do her intro in a bit in terms of the kind of stuff she's up to but we've just been following each other's page supporting each other and also just seeing another fellow um Asian doing their thing right and you know we need more of us in this creative industry so yeah I was having a chat with Joelle and I was like do you know what do you want to come on and and share your story and she agreed so here we are so thank you again Joelle for being here so excited to hear and learn about you and 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 kind of hear your story but for the people that don't know you maybe you just want to start off with your name and just a quick intro about who you are and, and what you do Sure. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, and yeah, so I'm Joelle. I am a final year sociology student at the University of Bath. And I'm also a life coach, um, a certified life coach and NLP practitioner. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of like just what I do. But in my coaching specifically, I um, like seek to guide like women of colour to build like restful and like centred lives because, you know, we're always like pulled in every single direction other than like ourselves right so we need to find mm-hmm. a way to you know embrace ourselves be confident and also create our own like system so that we can work with our bodies and for ourselves rather than against ourselves so that's kind mm-hmm. of the premise of what I do um and yeah I guess we can get into the rest of it later <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean I'm, I want to find out all about that and you know especially the woman of color thing that you touched on which is such an important topic that we don't talk about enough and also even you know me being a woman of color like we don't we we need to normalize talking about that and the hardships we face and also how to overcome that right so it's such an interesting space that you're working on so just really excited to hear more about that but I guess you know obviously during the day that you you study you're you're currently a student you've got your side hustle going on but um, I actually want to know you in terms of your motivation and your key drivers like why do you do what you do like what really motivates you to be and and so kind of proactive and especially working in this life coach side hustle space as well what really motivates you to do what you do um I guess long story short like sociology kind of opened this whole world of like personal growth and like things just basically opening my eyes to different perspectives um and I think yeah I don't know I think just having the impact and you know working with clients one-on-one and seeing them you know actually feel like something's changed after a session or after a series of sessions and seeing them move towards their goals really um it's really rewarding um I'm sure you feel the same as well like after working with you know clients um especially on like a one-on-one basis um it's yeah I just it's just 
nothing's like the same after like actually working with someone and being able to obviously you know I'm not telling them how to live but it's facilitating that change and seeing them actually be proactive and do their own thing and realize that they've actually got all the skills within them in order to realize the goals or whatever they want to do um so yeah I guess that's a motivation um and yeah I'm really passionate about like social justice and stuff that's why I work with like women of color especially and focus on them especially um but also I guess another driver is like my faith and my desire to actually see like people's lives like positively impacted um yeah which is kind of like my core values I suppose um yeah yeah in a nutshell (laughs) Definitely, yeah. I think there's so much there that you've mentioned, but the main thing that you have mentioned is this idea around impact, that uh, you use the word impact uh, two or three times, um, but also mixing your day kind of, day not day job, but like your day work as your degree, but mixing that with your kind of side project and uh, this idea around like helping women of colour and this, this motivation of even studying sociology, like is this something that you... Um, had from a young age like from a very young age did you always want to go down this field and you know make put these positive impact or was it what made you actually be intrigued in that field do, do, do you know definitely not since i was younger you're like i want to go into justice <laughs> you don't start they don't start that young <laughs> no 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 100 not and i think actually um I wanted to do art for a very long time. I wanted to do like graphic design. I was so set on it. I really wanted to go to like UAL, you know, CSM and do the, you know, the art courses they have there um, in London. But it kind of got to A level and I decided to study sociology because I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was either between psychology or sociology. And I was like, ah, oh, psych is a bit too sciencey for me. So I was like, oh, let's just do sociology. And little did I know, little did I know, it would change the course of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I decided to pursue sociology at uni instead of um, art. And it really just was out of interest and out of the having my eyes open to how society really works um, through sociology and seeing how like the structures, so like capitalism mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and being aware that this actually happens and so I was like oh I really need to know more and so university has been that opportunity for me to actually dive deeper into that topic and um, meet other people who are interested as well and obviously that opened up the path to like life coaching and things like that and actually having that impact on impact again on women, women of colour. Definitely cool sounds good and I think I did sociology at A levels as well and I, I remember just enjoying that topic so much like the one thing that sticks out to me is this idea around like uh, you know gender and how from a young age like girls are asked to play with pink stuff and you know homely stuff and kitchens and all these things and then guys are asked you know they play Legos and all these other things so even from a young age like that's how society and just the way we've been raised have changed how things like men and women go in different profession but I guess your specialism around women of color right um and the opportunities or lack of in that space so sociology definitely is a very interesting and up-and-coming space and what I love about your kind of degree and and that topic is the fact that society sociology is what governs everything that we do right whether the, the way we portray ourselves but also the way we portray and and make sense of others around us like there's this unconscious biases that we use to say okay this person should fit in this category and this person should fit in that category um but in terms of like 
the reason that you've you know, chosen sociology, it, it's, it sounds like the life coaching thing came out of your desire to create change, right? So you study sociology, you learn about capitalism and all these injustices that is happening in that space. And then you wanted to do something about it, right? And, and that's the reason for, would you say that's the reason for going into the life coaching space? Or what really spurred on that desire to be like, let me do something about it, which is, Firstly, it's a brave and, and ambitious thing to do. Like sometimes you look at yourself and you think, how can an individual, like a single individual, bring about change, right? Especially in that woman of color space, but you've taken that leap. You were brave enough to question it and get into that field. But what spurred you into that uh, kind of life coaching space, would you say? Mm, yeah, that's a big question. Um, I think, yeah, I think everything about what you said was like, absolutely, I agree with. And that's the thing with sociology is that people don't know what it is. <clears throat> people don't know the significance of it. And actually, you know, the whole like gender inequality and, you know, boys playing with like trucks and things and girls are playing with toys. And people know this in a common sense way. But actually, when you study it within like sociology and, um, you know, the all the frameworks and things, it's become so much deeper. And you, you actually be able to see how interconnected everything is rather than just fighting for this issue or just fighting for that issue you know they're actually all come they all come together under this bigger structure mm. um, capitalism for example uh, not for example it is the <laughs> structure <laughs> um, but yeah I guess it came out of being really frustrated because I was like the issue is so big how the hell do we change this and um, you know you can either go down one route of being just being like oh I'm just gonna give up because there's nothing I can do but the other route is actually doing something from the bottom bottom up I suppose like you know starting something as an individual making a uh, community and doing things as a community together and that's why like I really advocate for like community-based and um, community-focused approaches to alleviating like injustices and um, things like that because together we can make so much more of a difference and I think that's why you know the idea of like individualism kind of like kills that off mm. um, and yeah I think it's I find it very ironic that I'm studying sociology like within like as a separate degree within like the institution of like you know higher education um it's very <laughs> ironic um That's so but <laughs> I think it's yeah it's yeah, I think that's what came out of it. I want to make an impact. Um, obviously, I want to be able to, my impact to become like scalable. And that's why I created the coaching fund. That's why I'm also thinking of going into like UX and things, um, but on a, like a one-on-one, -on -one, like deep impact kind of way. Um, I think the coaching one-on-one -on -one is the way that I want to be able to do that, um, continue to do that. Yeah. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so powerful as well what you said around this community-based approach because so often people look out for themselves and they think that I can do this I can do that and yeah it's good to have that but at some point most likely 100% of the time when to bring about real change like you can do your part but you need that community to back you mm. or support you and it goes both ways right you need them to support you you can support them that's how real change comes about and it is kind of that yeah motivation without realizing as well mm. um, but would you say like from going back to your the key question around your drivers your motivation you said that you are like a quite a you know like a driven person where you wanted to make that positive impact from the get-go so maybe for the people listening that are interested in this space um what kind of I guess this goes back to your core values and you know you can't 
teach people core values because that's what you're born with and you know there are a lot of factors that determine your core values like the way you've been brought up and your friends and your family but for people that are interested in the space and they do feel a bit like I don't even know how to help or get involved like have you got any thoughts or advice for just people wanting to do what you're doing making that positive impact on in your case women of color but in any scenario to kind of fight this social injustices and um change how things have always been done mm, yeah that's a good question because like that's the million dollar question that we all face you know when you call a life crisis like what am i here to do and like we all want to make an impact <laughs> right like after we've kind of because we are i mean we are in a pretty privileged position like to be able to like pursue these things that we don't have to do in order to like make money or whatever mm. um so yeah I think also like um definitely that community approach kind of helps us to acknowledge that we aren't the only people that have contributed to where we are today and that's what a lot of people probably don't realize you know all these like self-made millionaires are very much not self-made um because of all the people that are working for them and have making are making them those much that money right the photographers you hire your your publicists your pr people your your marketing manager they are the ones who are making your money but anyway um <laughs> another story that's another, that's another topic we can talk about oh, yeah, exactly but um in terms of yeah i think it really is going back to your core values because when we talk about your purpose it seems like this very big like abstract idea that we kind of reach once we get to our mid 50s and sell our stuff and go backpacking like South America to go find ourselves in quotes right <laughs> um but actually that's such a big idea that is very hard to reach in the day-to-day -day. so that's why I advocate for like self uh, core values and that's why I teach my clients to like actually break it down to you know who they are obviously these core values will will change and evolve over time but they're not going to change like on a day-to-day -day basis right like I mean they shouldn't really fluctuate like that um so yeah kind of core values are things that you know are at the core like really really deep down they're not just like being happy like okay what does being happy do for you and how does that make you feel but why is that important to you kind of thing it's really important to dig deep and really go like you know this can like bring up some things that you might not have thought of before they may bring up some um challenges that, that if you had in the past that you've maybe buried or forgotten about so it's helpful to do this within a context that is like a safe space like whether you want to do this by yourself and journaling and stuff or whether you need external accountability such as like a life coach or a therapist or a counselor you know mm -hmm. really find the right space for you to be able to do it um on your terms and your own pace if you mm -hmm. need that guidance um, so yeah, really core values is where you start and then think about how can you apply this to activities or jobs or, you know, side projects that you enjoy, um, mm. putting that together and actually feeling out what is the impact you want to make, I suppose. But I mean, it depends if you want to make an impact and how you want to do that. Um, so it's really starting from the bottom up or is it top down? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like starting from the big idea to like kind of like breaking it down to the core values and then working back up kind of thing yeah i think you can go both ways can't it mm. you can go both ways but i think what yeah. you said yeah firstly i love that and the, what you said in the beginning around we are in a privileged position so going back to your core niche around women of color like 
let's say a mum or a grandparents, even our mum didn't have the opportunities we have today, right? Especially being brought up in the UK, mm -hmm. has a freedom of speech and freedom of doing whatever the hell we want because we've got information at the tip of our uh, fingers, right? To mm -hmm. do whatever you want to work on. Um, but I think I read somewhere this lady was saying how um, Elizabeth Gilbert, she had a, an apartment in New York and when she opened up that apartment, like she was an independent lady who is working, doing her thing and she was saying how she could feel all her ancestors, all her female ancestors having her back and going, fuck yeah, you got it, <laughs> you know, which is so powerful because, yeah, if you think about it, you know, our ancestors, our grandparents, our nans, they never had the opportunities we have right now. And it's kind of everything, all the sacrifices and everything that they've done behind the scenes has led up to this moment in a way. And it's kind of like, do your thing now, right? So I think it's up to us in terms of how we wish to use the opportunity and using it in a positive light and doing something about it like you have done. But going back to my question around, you know, what, why, like, how, what advice you'd give someone who's interested in doing this? Like you said, it all goes down to really digging deep and being honest with yourself, but also being vulnerable with yourself, right? Like, mm -hmm. why do I want to do what I do? Or um, do I really want to do, do this for myself? Or do I want this so that people in social media is going to rate me, you know? So, like, I think you need to have that honest conversation. So this goes around self-awareness, which is... Mm -hmm what you said the why keep asking the why be honest with yourself but then eventually what you said around actually once you figure that out how do you apply it right how do you actually put it into practice because I feel like firstly knowing the why is the hardest thing um, mm -hmm. and after that it's the case of applying it in a positive way like you have and then finally um, sharing it or, or doing something about it as opposed to um, you know, shielding it or, or putting it behind closed doors. Because I think one of my friends said, like, everything in life, firstly, you learn, and then you do, and then you teach, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of following that framework with everything that you do. And um, eventually, and, and going back to what you said around that positive impact, the best way you can do that is by firstly, being honest with yourself, figuring out what your core values are, which is what you've mentioned, finally, um, applying it like you mm -hmm. have, finally yeah sharing it with the world like you have so it's interesting that what you've shared is exactly what you've done in your life as well haven't you yeah yeah and I guess like the, that's a good point that you make about like actually teaching it and <clears throat> this can be like in any capacity so like for example like just mentoring or like sharing with your friends and things it doesn't have to be like in this capacity like we're doing mm. um like podcasts, that's I guess um I mean I, I'm it is one way it's a really good way but I guess a lot of people might not want to like put themselves out there like that and actually I argue that maybe actually for some people it's that your deep your impact is going to be deeper and more widespread if you do it with your immediate the people around you because mm. now it's really easy to just like share things on social media but you know you don't know if it's actually going is it if it's actually going anywhere and obviously someone might be impacted but oftentimes when you can speak to people face to face in person your family your housemates your don't know your, yeah yeah people in your proximity it might be more helpful maybe hearing it from you um yeah you're right it's the quality sorry it's the it's not the quantity of the impact it's the quality right so rather than touching people's lives briefly on the top of the surface like let's say 100 people okay you know she knows the stuff but then when you think about the real life impact that you can make it's by having those one-to-one -one conversations with your loved ones 
and people that you know, right? Because um, that's what brings about real change. But once again, it's up to individuals on how they wish to do it, what they want to do with it. Uh, but going back to what you said around teaching, like so often people say, think that you need to be 50 to now be like, okay, now I'm ready to teach and coach. Mm-hmm. And people, right? yeah. what, what you've said and done is actually, you don't need to wait for that time. Like who says that you only need to be 50 to be a coach? Like if you've got the knowledge and if you have that true desire, passion, core value of wanting to help, genuinely wanting to help as opposed to doing it to gain clout, like that's that's what it all boils down to. So that's what I really love about yeah, what you've done as well is not letting other external factors like your age or who you are or your status to stop you from going out and chasing your dreams, right? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean that's that's a huge thing like when I started doing this about like gosh it was like two years ago I think like I started like oh yeah I'm gonna share what I'm learning and mm-hmm. then I decided okay I'm gonna actually like get into like this like whole life coaching thing and I was like I went to this um master because I was feeling out different certification courses that we could chat about in a sec um mm-hmm. but I walked in and I was like oh my gosh I knew I was gonna be the youngest person there I think I was 19 at that point no. and I was like oh my gosh what life experience do I have? How 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 do I life coach? You know what I mean? Um, I barely lived life myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I know I barely lived life. You know, there's a lot of things I don't know. Um, but you know, it's really, I guess, as a coach, it's also really important to like um, set out your limitations, like what you can't do, what you can do. Mm. Um, and as for me, the way I define coaching is like actually just being a facilitator rather than. Um, less of a guide more of a facilitator and actually creating that space so like you don't necessarily have to have had that experience in order to guide them so if you have the experience it's more of like a mentorship kind of role um but yeah I think that's really important like you all have some everyone has something to teach like if you've learned something you have something to teach in Mm. some way shape or form however you want to do it so yeah yeah exactly yeah and that's exactly what you've done um you've done your thing right so yeah maybe that could be the next uh, question to you actually joel um is in your whole journey and you've done a lot in your life achieved a lot learned a lot you're still learning i feel like you're only getting started um but going back to your personal life and and who you are today is there any moment or project or event or something that happened that completely was like oh my god if that didn't happen I wouldn't be where I am today um to kind of be like I know I appreciate that with everything in life it's an aggregate of a lot of things that makes you who you are right but is there Mm -hmm. one it could even be a failure or or something that happened that made you be like oh you know you you wouldn't be the way you are today if it wasn't for that event or an experience what's the first thing that comes in your mind I find it very hard to ask when answer when people ask me questions like this because I have I genuinely have no idea. Um, I I mean if if I was to say that then yeah I think sociology like picking that was definitely like the catalyst for a lot of things and I think we've already gone into that but because um, I think choosing choosing anything that has some sort of impact choosing your a levels your GCSEs we all think it's like the biggest deal mm. um you know at the time or like choosing what your first job is going to be or like applying or like what you want to do but we all forget that you know it's not what we choose that we want to do in this moment 
not doesn't necessarily dictate how the rest of your life is going to pan out obviously it has a bit it has an influence but you can choose what you want to do afterwards what you want to do with it whether you want to pivot whether you want to like uh take those skills and put it into something that you're interested in um so yeah i think that's probably the single biggest decision moment that has like changed the course of my life like otherwise i could have been like, i don't know freelance designing somewhere yeah. <laughs> who knows being an artist somewhere <laughs> yeah and it's really funny because i feel like you know like what i've what i'm doing now is kind of the, the accumulation of everything that i've kind of wanted to do like creating and um solving problems for people and um yeah making an impact and which is why like i kind of want to go into like ux but i don't know we'll see how that goes um so yeah it's just kind of it's just really figuring out how we can best put our skills to use mm. which has been the biggest like lesson that i've learned from all of this mm, definitely i think what you said around that evolution piece as well uh, you mentioned earlier on even with core values mm -hmm. changes right as you grow up like what you think that you believe in i mean you, you'd hope it doesn't change too much because who you are as a person like there's there are some things that are like very true and things that don't change but I guess with things like career or interest and all these things you do need to have that open mind to and be okay with changing as well because so often I think sometimes you think that okay once you've picked a career or a degree like this is it right that's what you're going to be doing for the next 30 40 years of your life but I think more and more people our age um are questioning the stat like one of those you know thing how things need to be done and doing what feels right in your own term and that's what you have done as well um is yeah if you want to be interested in ux why not do that there are courses online right and but i think with every change or decision that you make there's always going to be that fundamental uh mm. driver, driver for it right yeah there's always like a whenever i look back there's always like a there's a there's a thread that holds it all together there, mm. there is a similar you know interest so i would say if, if anyone's kind of debating like what career they want to choose or what like uh i don't know what path they want to go down i'd say like look back at all your interests and what's this is you know building on top of the core values exercise we mentioned earlier but actually thinking about what has been the pattern um, you know, whether it's a mo similar motivation or a similar kind of impact that you're making or a similar kind of activity, there's always a common thread between everything. Mm. Um, whether, however abstract it is or not, like, you know, once you find that or once you figure that out, um, it will probably help you to go somewhere. You know, you've got a starting point. And mm. that's the biggest thing that people are usually, you know, talking to my peers, they're like, where do I start? Well, this is where you start, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. there is that consistent yeah like you said thread or foundation or, or something that drives you because i think naturally we are all unique individuals we all have unique interests we've got all got unique skills um so it's just taking some time to reflect on actually what activities do i like do i like talking to people or do i would i rather work on my own right or do i like want to be creative but i think every single project experience whatever you do always has that, uh, to your point, that consistent thread that mm. guides you, kind of like that anchor, right? Or like a compass that's like, okay, you know, that's that's what you're doing, that's, that's what you're gonna do kind of thing. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Amazing, yeah. I know that you mentioned earlier on with your experience and, and the trainings um, that you actually took as well for, to, to kind of become that life coach and, and that journey 
to be qualified in that space as well how firstly how was it and and how did you find the motivation firstly secondly knowing what the right thing to do is just tell me more about your uh, journey into being a coach as well yeah yeah so I yeah I'm very happy to shine light on this because it is a very like mysterious kind of industry Um, but it is kind of popping off so you know people need to know about it and I think it's great you know if you find a good coach it's the same as I guess similar to you know if you find a good teacher or a good therapist or counselor can really change your life um and coaching is just another method that you can explore your personal growth and it really is dependent on what your goal is and what you think is right for you um but coaching mostly is kind of like forward thinking and thinking of right how can you get to xyz goal um and how I got into it was yeah it is an unregulated industry um but there are like uh boards so there's the ICF, the International Coach Federation. There's there's also the EMCC, I think that's a European one. Um, And yeah, I wanted to dip my toes in first. And that's a pro of it being unregulated. You can like try it out and you don't have to drop like nine grand if you're going to more university, for example. But obviously there's a pro of like, you can get any old person calling themselves a coach and not having, you know, training. And so I I do admire my first clients for giving me the benefit of the doubt, even though I had zero training, almost zero training, apart from going to like a few workshops. Mm. <laughs> Everyone starts somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really good thing about coaching is that like anyone can get started in it. Um, the only barrier to entry would be having a qualification, which can be very expensive. It's upwards of £2,000. Um, so I am very proud to be able to drop 2k on a coach a business coach and also 2k on co- on accreditation course so you know it's not something that I take lightly and that's why I created the coaching fund to be able to help people t- to access coaching and also hopefully further down the line be accredited as well um but yeah definitely like it was a it took me almost a year to find the right course for me um and there are a lot of coaching schools that do this and definitely I would say only go for the ones that are accredited by you know the big bodies big coaching Mm -hmm. bodies um um, but other than that there are loads of different um types of coaching you can take so there's uh transformative transformational coaching there's like NLP neuro-linguistic programming Mm -hmm. um there's also hypnotherapy which is also really good that I'm thinking of doing in the future um there's also like rapid transformational therapy things like that so it really is up to you depending on like what your style is and that's why I would really recommend going to like different taster days to figure out what each coaching school's style is and like if you vibe with the people um and obviously as with anything I think I've learned you know you don't take everything from your courses and things because there are things that you're not going to align with. Mm. So it's really important to just feel it out and start somewhere and then evolve your skills and your coaching style uh, from there. But yeah, I don't know. What's your experience has been? Because, you know, you're starting out like coaching. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, firstly, like I think what you said is actually really powerful, like the investment piece of things, like where you've committed to getting a coach firstly yourself and also secondly, dropping money right because so often people say I want to do this I want to do that but the fact that you are you are willing to do that just shows your level of investment and commitment to the game (laughs) um which is you know that's the first step and I'm sure your clients recognize that as well um and also what I've learned about what you just shared is the keep yourself 
open right like don't just go in and say i want to be an nlp coach because then you're already um getting like rid of the other options that could actually take your fancy right so i think every time you start a new venture or it's not a career but yeah interest always keep an open mind and like you said go for taster days figure mm-hmm. out what vibe with and and going back to the core values again is you know does that feel right for you or is that a bit too let's say hypnotherapy is oh but that's a bit too woo woo for me let me go, be a more go for the more scientific route so i really like how you shared that you know just i think what i've learned from what you said is have an have an open mind Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah going back to your question how have I found it exactly the same as you like I've been looking at ICF I've had conversations with qualified coaches from my work who have been doing coaching for years now they've been trained through ICF and that's the kind of stuff they've told me as well I know someone who's done NLP as well she absolutely loved it um, so for me I think right now because I'm start started a new role I'm still trying to balance like what do I want to commit in um, but I think to your point it's trying to find the one school or that one coach that you know that you're going to vibe with and I haven't prioritized that yet um, which Mm -hmm. is open to do Um, thankfully we do get budget like educational budget from work where you can invest in self-development so you know I can use that for that and it helps my job but it also helps with my kind of personal project so yeah at the moment very up in the air but if you've got any recommendations i'd happy to get any recommendations from <laughs> you know in that field or any other schools you could just shoot me over an email that'd be that'll be oh, very yeah, yeah yeah i think like i think what you're saying actually like try to find that one th- school i would say like also don't put too much pressure on yourself because obviously there are things that are not going to work things that i was like ooh, i'm definitely not going to do that i was like okay ooh, that's a bit problematic but you what kind of learn from it right yeah. and you're like okay well i'm not going to do that then so it also really helps by finding out things that you don't like as well um because you know the worst thing is liking everything and finding everything attractive and mm-hmm. just kind of falling into the wrong route because you find everything attractive finding everything appealing whereas if you can weed out those things that you don't like then you have a more focused route to go down but obviously that is only you know finding coaching style and as coaching course is only a springboard for what you can do and um, yeah don't forget you can also take a million other courses throughout your career or throughout your trajectory yeah. as a coach so yeah. Yeah, there's so many out there. You you don't even know, but like, I don't um, even know all of them. So. Yeah, there is so there's so many. Um, but yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's not about figuring out what you want; it's figuring out what you don't want, right? And you learn and develop as you go along, and you figure out what you want to do, what you want to get involved with, and also the kind of coach you want to be, right? Because then that could help you figure out your own self, and also your own specialty as well because I feel like everyone's got yes there are these you know fundamental areas you can go on but there isn't any restriction on just because I've done NLP I'm only going to focus on NLP um Mm -hmm. I have an NLP with you know some side uh expertise on hypnotherapy as well or transformation like you can it's kind of like a pick and mix (laughs) (laughs) what you feel like works for you right so no that sounds amazing and thank you for sharing all that recommendation as well um for people listening as well if you are interested in what joelle's doing you know go wanting to get into the coaching world um firstly yeah reach out to her i'm sure she'd be more than happy to provide right because you've gone through it yourself right so thank you for sharing that right so that brings us to the kind of the 
end of the first half of the podcast, which is all around your ordinary tales. So really learning about who you are as a person, um, but also, you know, beginning of the call, you mentioned how through your degree in sociology that really spurred on your actions of working with uh, kind of women of colour in that space, wanting, giving them confidence to believe in and challenge how things are done. So that was kind of like your ordinary tales, but also um, the fact that, you know, how can you follow that three-step process around the core values, applying it and and sharing it um, and, and something that you've done. So that's the ordinary tale side of things. So the next half of the podcast is all around the extraordinary dreams part, which is your future, right? Um, the, the exciting things that you've got planned. And going back to what coaching is, it's about forward looking, forward thinking, setting goals, ambitions, stretching yourself to, to see what's out there. So that's what we're going to talk about now. And in order to do that, I'm going to ask you this one question, and then we can talk around it. But mm-hmm. my question to you, Joelle, is actually, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> legacy. <laughs> I just, I feel like at the end of the day, people aren't going to remember me, right? Um, people aren't going to remember us, um, you know, in 10 years time after we've passed on, like people aren't going to know who we are. And so I don't, I suppose my legacy I want is, you know, to be people to grow out of the seeds that I planted in them. And that would be my legacy. They are my legacy, whether they show it or, you know, whether my name is on their like <laughs> acknowledgements or what, I don't really care. <laughs> in the journal journal. (laughs) you know like oh joelle changed my life (laughs) great but you know no one else is gonna know um (laughs) i'm dead anyway (laughs) exactly i don't really care um but yeah i think it really goes out of the thing that you know in this lifetime there are going to be a lot of dreams that we want to happen but don't happen you know for various reasons whether it's like financial or like various other barriers or obstacles and I think it's just remembering that whatever we do is actually planting a seed for something else, something to grow, whether it's someone, whether someone else will water it and see it to like fruition or whether we see it or not, like it's not up to us um, to make that happen. And um, all we can do is put that out there, like plant that seed, you know, um, maybe it doesn't fall, <laughs> I'm really going with this analogy, um, whether it falls into the right soil or <laughs> in the right like environment um yeah the only thing we can control is really putting that out there so yeah (laughs) long-winded answer but kind of no I love that I love the plant I love a good metaphor and analogy so it's like plant the seed hope for the best (laughs) hopefully basically (laughs) do what you can honestly yeah yeah Yeah, but I think going back to what you said it's like yeah you know you've done your part right which is actually planting the seed and hoping that one day there's a tree that's going to come out and people are going to get to have the fruits out of the tree that you planted but the tree wouldn't have come to fruition if it wasn't Mm. the seed that you planted in the first place and I guess the legacy and the impact of uh that you've put on people or made on people are the ones that will come and water that seed right Mm. Um, you've uh, built that trust in them and you know that whatever's going to come out of that seed is going to be beneficial for the wider world so I really like that analogy and you know, this legacy talk is such a big thing. And I feel like I've asked this question to every single person. Every single person has given a different answer. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't, yeah, but I haven't heard of this seed analogy, which is really interesting. Um, because, yeah, one of my other friends said it as well. She's like, legacy is such a um, subjective thing. Like, it's not a black and white, right? It's not like you've reached your legacy now. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and secondly, you know, it could be 
what's the time frame right is it only yes. after you die or is it after 100 years you know like some people we speak still talk about today so the the, the legacy topic itself is a very fluffy and um there's no right or wrong way of doing it but i think going back to the answer that you've given it's just doing your part right doing your part planting that seed and walking away and just hoping for the best and letting the powers of the universe bring that seed to life right <laughs> yeah the rain and the sun i oh, know yeah all, all the things needed the optimum temperature as we exactly. like to <laughs> that's amazing but i guess like just delving that delving on that a bit more you've already worked on a lot of exciting things you're going to graduate soon you've got your coaching you've got your transformation fund everything that's going on what's next for you um and also how do you wish to bring your legacy to life because you know you're only getting started but what does that best case scenario look like in the 5 10 15 20 years time when you can look back and be like yep i've made it i've done my thing right so- i think one thing i've learned that is fundamental to me is that i want to be able to do lots of things at once and that's what i enjoy like i i don't like just being boxed into one thing if i do that i'm just like oh i, I want to do more like you know a a a bit a could become b and c and xyz X, and that's kind of how like a lot of things you know came into being i just kind of went with it where something was taking me i was like i'm just gonna, you know i'm just gonna go if i want to go there i'll just like i'll go <laughs> um and so yeah i mean what's next i'm just i something i'm really working on at the moment is that the the fund so like really building that up and we're in kind of stage one at the moment so the first like six months um so yeah just kind of um building that foundation incorporating really as a social enterprise you know being like legit and official with the government (laughs) um and um really making that impact and that's what i want to live on beyond me because obviously like my coaching practice will only reside with me um with myself um as an individual whereas the fun can really live on and help a lot of people beyond when i whenever i die you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and um so that's one thing i want to live on and like build up and you know you know build a team around and things like that um and so yeah but i guess beside that um i'd like to do like ux like i said so that's something that i'm like kind of like on the side whenever i time i'm like okay i'm gonna learn a bit build up my portfolio a little bit um it is a struggle like trying to like uh balance everything in air quotes um at once um but it's like really rewarding being able to do different things and i guess long term my my goal (laughs) if we could talk about goals in that way is to be able to yeah have like a coaching practice um and also freelance like in ux just so like imagine like a aesthetic like airy coaching um room <laughs> office yeah. kind of thing yeah. that i can freelance yeah. on as well oh that would be the dream um yeah. to be able I, to can come, I can come work for you joelle when you do have that practice up and running <laughs> yeah, come, honestly um and yeah i think another arm of this fun that I'm doing is actually to bring together a network of like women of color and like ally coaches because I think it's really really difficult for people not in this Instagram space to find uh POC coaches and um so if you want to join you can join <laughs> if you're hiring Joelle where's yeah. the application form <laughs> yeah I actually do have one um and I just no started building the community on like mighty networks um I'm not sure if you heard of it but it's like a really cool like new community space that is like off Facebook and like no algorithms or anything it's I love it um yeah but yeah I just re- really like build that as like a directory and network for us to actually uplift each other as like 
um, people of colour, women of colour coaches, mm. and for people to actually find us um, because yeah. it is yeah difficult, like I said. Um, and yeah, just getting that out there. So yeah, those are the various things that I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's so exciting, and I think one thing what you just said is like there's not a lot of us around, right? Like even when I look at coaches and people to look up to or role models there's no one that looks like me and I think you know that goes in my workplace in terms of leaders that goes with the coaching world like there are certain people certain demographics certain gender that are killing it in that game but there aren't a lot that look like us right like women of color Asian whatever like so I feel like um from a representation point of view that is definitely like a missing thing to work on but also secondly actually having somewhere to go to to find these people right mm -hmm. like right now like if i was to google women of color coaches like i don't know what i'd be given but i doubt <laughs> i doubt there's any space where it's like a pool of people of certain you know demographic whatever that are doing that thing so it just seems like a very exciting venture that you're working on and definitely needed in that space as well yeah yeah i think also you know it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because i was searching because i was doing some like you know market research and things yeah like um and i was looking on a life coach directory it's like a kind of a group of directories right and i i literally i put in asian coaches literally asian yeah. and i got some white people in the search results i was like <laughs> okay you're gonna have to work on your filters but um <laughs> It's like, I don't know if I need to go spec savers or the algorithm needs working. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's really funny. Um, and uh, yeah, I think like because when you go to these coaching organizations, I think what is different um, about these directories and the one that I'm hoping to build up is that these people will be independent private coaches. Um, they will not be organizations. So it's also like, you know, supporting small businesses. Mm. Um, as well who are actual people so you know that you'll be making impact by working with them but also you know if you want if you are looking for financial support for coaching like just reach out to me because we have a fund literally for mm -hmm. that for full and partial scholarships um not only with wow. me but other coaches in those in that directory that I'm building up so yeah mm. wow that sounds incredible and that's so exciting I'd love to you know keep up to date with what's happening i'm sure you will um you know do updates and stuff but it just sounds like such an exciting space and a lot of exciting things coming on for sure um mm, yeah i think another piece is like just just briefly i suppose like <laughs> the the of the bad not the bad side the flip side of this is like oh. that you you know you burn out sometimes and oh. i think like, that's something that i come to realize as well like i love doing a lot of things at once but i have to realize like when is my limit right um and i like to think of it in like kind of seasons another analogy coming at you but like <laughs> so, i love it <laughs> so like sometimes sometimes there are like busy busier seasons this is definitely one of them um but sometimes there are slow ones and you just kind of like step back and um plant those seasons. i guess cultivate the soil i don't know um for that next busy in quotes season that is coming up um and i've realized mm. that there's no such thing as really having a balance as more just going with the ebbs and flows and not resisting those ebbs and flows because when you do that's when it becomes challenging you know when you want to do a lot of things but there aren't a lot of things going on or when you know you want to rest but actually you know there's things to do <laughs> um and we can't help it <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. so yeah that's so true, right? Because I feel like with everything that you've said, um, we're all human beings at the end of the day. Like there's only a certain limit mm -hmm. uh, in terms of your work and how much you can think and, and do your bit. So it's just 
respecting that limit as well and knowing when you are like okay yeah maybe i'm overdoing it right now uh, but also what you said around accepting it right like not not resisting the what is of the moment so when you are busy like not trying to slow it down or when it, when you slow down not forcing it right mm-hmm. just this acceptance and surrendering to the moment um and realizing that yeah you are going to go through your peak times and your slow t- your slow times and that's completely okay as well uh, because for everything to work and thrive you need those rest periods or vice versa like if you know you're going to thrive when you're busy like if you're resting for too long that's not when you're going to feel like yourself the most and I feel like that as well because I thrive off being busy and working and using my brain and if I've got too long of a break I'm like what now like I feel like I ironically I feel like I'm losing more brain cells when I'm not you know? <laughs> it's very ironic but um to your point around seasons as well yeah you're gonna have sunny days you're gonna have rainy days you're gonna have <laughs> but it's like when it's quiet how can you what can you do to set yourself up for success for your next season, right? So kind of like when it's winter time, you gear yourself up by getting your warm clothes. That's the same mm-hmm. thing in business, right? If you know that there's going to be a, let's say, not as busy period, how can you gear yourself up to keep yourself occupied? So it's just pre-planning, just like we pre-plan for our seasons and make plans mm-hmm. around the mighty weather, right? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have no control over. We have no control over the weather. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just do the best you can, isn't it? So yeah. Do your thing. Accept accept what it is, the isness of the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. No, cool. That, that sounds uh, all good. So my final question to you, Joelle, is I know I mentioned it on the email as well, but just getting any recommendations really. So I know the my page is all around self-development. Everyone develops in different ways, whether it's reading books, listening to podcasts, doing your thing, whatever works for you. So have you got any recommendations, maybe a book, maybe a podcast, just something uh, that you'd like to share that's really worked in your self-development journey? You can plug yourself as well, because we, we all love a bit of a self-plug. <laughs> yeah, so I think to that point, like a lot of, I find myself like reading sometimes, but also listening to podcasts sometimes and audiobooks. Um, I think one that I really enjoyed was, oh, damn it, I'm going to have to pull up on my phone. It's by, ah, Own Your Everyday, Overcome the Pressure to Prove and Show Up for What You're Made to Do. But the, the book's called Own Your Everyday by Jordan Lee Dooley, and that was like really helpful. And it's all around like confidence and like building yourself up from, you know, actually being real and, um, yeah own owning your everyday which is what the book is about and that like um yes <laughs> yeah I mean it, it was quite nice hearing for someone who is like a seasoned entrepreneur and, and all of that um but yeah I think there's like uh some another podcast that I really like is it's called Revolutionary Rising by someone who's Giselle Allen something like that I will I'll go send you the links don't want to say it wrong but um yeah the podcast is called Revolutionary Rising it basically talks like women of color entrepreneurs and how they're like changing the world and their kind of areas of expertise and I think that's a really nice thing that you know that's not really represented in a lot of spaces but yeah I think like your podcast is great as well mm-hmm. um and yeah I'm quite into podcasts these days <laughs> but yeah <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that book sounds incredible. Own your everyday. It's just like living every day with, like, without with courage, right? Without yeah, any, yeah. any, any fear, and just doing your thing, right? So no, that sounds incredible. It's Jordan Lee Dooley, right? That was the name. Yes, yes, Perfect. yeah, and, and the podcast as well. No, that sounds good. Well, thank you, Joel. I mean, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, 
I feel like the hours just flown by, but just want to do a high level summary of everything that you shared today about your ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams. So really starting off with, you know, what when I asked you what motivates you, um, you mentioned how it was sociology that kind of opened you up to that space. Mm-hmm. The injustices, how society works, capitalism and all of this thing. And that really spurred you on to focus on what can I do about it, right? What what change can I bring about? But not only bringing about the change, but more from that community lens. Um mm-hmm you're never too small to make difference uh, in in the world and and obviously with the backing of the community I think the community side is definitely how I'm sure that's some element of like being Asian as well because obviously Asians are huge in community like your family your relatives but just like having each other's back kind of thing so I'm sure that you know there's I'm sure there's some influence there but also how you've actually leveraged and taken that into this completely new space in the in the coaching world which is absolutely incredible um but also really your, your true desire to to make that positive impact right um and i think from you as a person and also listening to your story like you are quite a driven kind of optimistic person as it is and it's just amazing how you've managed to outlet all of that energy in in a in a industry or or a project or something that is not only helping you be yourself, but also helping others uh, along that journey as well, right? And finally, moving on to when I asked you about why, like why, um, why have you done this? You really led with the fact that you know it's un- about understanding your core values, the self awareness piece, um, and also how can you be honest with yourself and eventually outlet it by applying your learnings as well which is something that you've mentioned um and also finally moving on to your legacy side of things right which is about planting those seeds and we we dwelled on the (laughs) for a while but i really like that analogy because you know when you die you're not going to be around like you you won't be here to know whether you've reached a legacy or not but it's about um planting the seeds trusting that people are going to look after it and then when the tree grows and, and the fruits come out, that's when you know you're like, okay, you've done your part and you've done a good thing, right? Um, and it's hoping for the best as well. <laughs> um, and then finally, what you said, you know, in terms of what who you are as a person and what's next, like you like doing um, a lot of things at the same time. Um, that's what when you thrive the most and you know, learning about new things all the time, whether it's design or coaching or sociology. <clears throat> but at the same time, also finding and being honest with um, when you do feel burnt out and and mm. being okay with that as well and, and doing the right things to prep you for a burnout or um when things do get quiet right so I think it's, it all boils down to this idea around self-awareness who you are what you what you like doing what you don't and then uh, kind of learning from it so yeah thank you for sharing that and finally just the coaching recommendations as well I mean I've learned a lot from you just from everything you shared um you know the ICF NLP all of that uh and being open to to what the industry holds but also testing out and seeing what works with you and resonates with you as a person as well so thank you for sharing that and and your amazing recommendations only every day revolutionary rising podcast design of everything thinking uh for, for the book and also sky castle um as that k drama piece so no hopefully that gives a high level summary and i've done justice uh, sharing your ordinary tales and your extraordinary dreams yeah thank you for having me on and like like you said you know if anyone's got any questions um you can just email email dm me or email me mm. <laughs> and i'll be happy to like answer your questions or anything so, yeah perfect sounds good um and i'll put joelle's uh instagram handle on the on the description as well so yeah thank you so much joelle so lovely to have you here and i will catch up soon in a couple of episodes
you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you.